Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio, joined today by Randy Angston. What's up, guy? <laughs> Good day, my friend. Good, Good day. day. Good day. Guys, Grow Summit's going to be coming up right around the corner. I know it's January. I know this thing is until June, but listen, um, you know, you snap your fingers uh, and we'll be there. And Absolutely. so if you have any interest in growing your business in 23, um, this is going to be a great event for you. We got uh, some amazing speaker lineup. You can check it out at fitprogrowsummit.com. Check that out. And, uh, you know, the sooner you get your tickets, the better. And mm-hmm. as far as the uh, the room goes, right, we have a limited block available. I just want to keep reminding you on this show to go over there and get them. Fitprogrowsummit.com. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, if you if you wait on this one, it's going to cost you more down the road. Yeah. Bottom line. So you want to get in, you want to stay on on location with everybody else. Get that discounted room. Just lock it in today. Just do it. All right. So, so there's a new kid in town, and and, mm-hmm. and it's funny because you'd hate to say this, but like, am I getting old? And am I getting too old? Because I can't relate to these young kids anymore, right? And mm-hmm. what I mean by young kids, I'm talking about these new coaches coming on board, and you're signing, you know, the 20, the 25 year olds. Um, it's just a different generation, and I think it needs to be brought up. I think we need to discuss this because I'm a Gen, what, X, you're a millennial, which yeah. just on the edge, you yep. got the bad name, but you don't have the same kind of traits. And I know it's stupid to say everybody that's this age all do the same thing, but you have to also understand the global impact of influences of social media, mm-hmm. you know, access to things uh, for a generation, it changes the way they think. Absolutely. It just, it's a, it happens. My parents, my grandparents, they had to work <clears throat> tooth and nail for everything. Yours did well. So that work ethic was mm-hmm. driven in, yeah. right? It was just yeah. a part of the way people were. They worked hard. Mm-hmm. And and my parents' generation, even Gen Z or Gen X. But, you know, then when you get into this internet age, things are a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to try as hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you, you have global access to everything. Right. And so the age of information, right? The age of information. And I know, and I know I hear this happening a lot when I'm having conversations with people. It's like kids today don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. That, that's the global statement that, you know, you know, kids today, like they don't know how to communicate. And I see this happening when you go to Starbucks or it, they don't look at you in the eye. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're so used to texting mm-hmm. and being behind a keyboard it it changes a generation. It is what it is, right? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, some of that's just like you said. It's the social skills. It's the things. It's a byproduct of the fact that they have. They've been raised with a video screen in their hand, you know, since birth. Yeah. Like that, that provides a massive amount of education or um, entertainment. Uh, it's a babysitter for some, right? We've all seen that. Uh, video games and the video game culture. 
you know, we used to go outside and play with kids. Like I loved the fact of growing up where you knew where all your friends were because you knew where the you know when the bikes were out front. That's awesome, right? Man. Like yeah. you know our neighborhoods. We were I had free reign of my neighborhood. You know, had to be home when the lights came on, type of thing. That's not the case anymore, right? Parents, I'm not only we live in a society where, God forbid, your kids ran around a neighborhood by themselves. You know, like things happen, and uh, so I think a lot of that became you know everything moved into that video culture and. With that, we're experiencing the the byproducts of just that those decisions, and mm-hmm. yeah, social skills are a big part of it. Um, I think the I don't want to say the ease of making money because it's not true; like it's not an easier thing, but the illusion that it's easier that you know the we used to value hard work for the result, not just the result. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nowadays, it's the path of least resistance, big money, immediate gratification. It's almost uh, it's almost like frowned upon to work hard. Absolutely. It's like, oh, you're working nine to five? Like, dude, I made X amount in this morning. Dude, I get bashed all of the time. Like, all of the time. You're still working? Yes, I have shit to do. Yes, there's stuff in front of me. Like, it, no, it's that's what you do. You know what right, I mean? So right. I don't understand the pushing off of, like, it, it, the thing that it's, it's almost one step further. It's almost like you, they, it's not only that they look down on the hard work, they value not working. They value mm-hmm. sitting on your ass and, you know, hoping that the pay- paycheck comes at the end of the week. Like it's, it's very opposite and yeah. it's, and it's, it's hard to understand because Correct. hell I've had a job since I was 15 and a half, Same. right? Yeah. I was a bag boy at the grocery store and then I worked in construction. I was a laborer and all this stuff, right? You just, it wasn't you weren't allowed to sit around in my house yeah you amen. just weren't around you and know, if you, you wanted something you had to go work for it you know it's, like i wasn't one with an allowance and if i did want something before you know i had a job there was responsibilities and work that came with that sure you know i mean i can't tell you my dad was a general contractor you know he's on the job i can tell you how many times as a kid i remember cleaning up nails picking up garbage doing that type of thing to earn the reward for something that i wanted you know what I mean? It, nothing came for free and nothing right. was ever gifted. Right. And, but I think that's what instilled that desire for hard work and understanding of the, what it takes to actually achieve and, and receive something, you know? Well, the reason I bring this up is because I've been having a lot of conversations of, uh, you know, with the Iron Circle folks, you know, we talk every day and, um, you know, one of the conversations was, uh, one of our Iron Circle gym owners was having their like reviews, right? Quarterly mm-hmm. reviews, first quarters here. Let's let's talk about your performance. Let's see what we got to work on. And you know, and he's working. You know, and this particular gym owner was talking to a you know younger coach, and he's like, "Here's what you're doing great. Here's what we got to work on. Here's uh, you know, here's what here's what you're doing great. The shit sandwich, right? You yeah, know that, yeah. Right? You know, and you know, this gym owner asked the coach, he's like, Hey, what do you, where do you kind of see yourself in the next couple of years? Like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, you find yourself here. Like, what's the ambition look like? And he's like, well, you know, I think uh, this probably be my last month. I'm going to focus on content and I'm going to, you know, kind of grow my Instagram and kind of go that direction. Oh, nice. (laughs) And, and so the co the gym owner's like, like, really? Like who, who is, who's this guy think he is, right? Like, Uh, and so he goes and looks at the Instagram and I don't know how many, he has a bunch of like fake followers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, good luck. Right. Like, yeah. you know, but the thought that they don't need this job because they can just go flip a switch and make content and make money is a fallacy, right? They, this is, this is the illusion that they see their friends or they see Mr. Beast on YouTube. Yeah, hey, that's the they, truth of it. It's, it's they, the 1%. 
And they think that they're that it's that easy to step in there. Oh, I'll just buy some followers, uh, film, you know, my TikTok dance, and all of a sudden people just flock to me and throw money at me. It's just a wild world, right? So this illusion that you can just quit the job, go make content and become a bazillionaire is it's well, it's can it be done? Sure, one percent, right? Yeah. If you wanted to who who are you to say, hey, this guy can't go do that? But it's it's odd that it's just nonchalant correct like, oh i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna just focus over well, here let, let's even let's just even the difference between how we would go about that and how he's talking about going about it if that was a desire of ours i sure as shit i'm not quitting my job to go take a, uh, a leap into content creation i mean that is like again it's the one percent right everybody's fighting for a piece of that pie everyone thinks that it's yep. grandiose and all of that but at the end of the day too Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. One, work, you know, build your plan B while you're, you know, working your plan A type of thing. But sure. what happens, you know, when Instagram hits delete or, you know, something like that happens? Like Your whole business is now on somebody else's platform. You don't have a business. You have content. You're a internet marketer, period. Yep. And people, like, how, how is he going to get paid by his fitness that he's, is he selling online programs? Is he looking, you know, know, hoping that he's getting sponsors? Like what is the play there? But who knows? Um, the, the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's, I guess frustrating in a way. Like how do you not see that this is not the right path? Like you can't tell somebody what to do. Sure, right? absolutely. Like, you want to go try and feel, like, go ahead, man. Like it's not none of our business, right. As, as owners and, and employers, but the reality is it's going to happen more and more that people coming on board if you don't show if you can't create a path for the coaches that you have in your business then you're you're subject and vulnerable to the content creation the online mm-hmm. coach guy or the you know I'm going to go do this other thing or even just I'm going to go do it on my own right I'm going to go I'm going to take some of those clientele and I'm going to train them in my garage or another gym or I almost feel like the when we first started, the the risk was high. A coach would go and start their own gym yeah. across the street. Yep. I don't think it's as high anymore. I don't feel like these the the, the younger generation f- was is willing to take that giant leap in mm-hmm. risk. They'd rather go online. Absolutely. They're not going to go open a gym across the street. I just don't I, unless they're older. I I just don't see it anymore. I think in the, like to go one step further. I just had a call last week with a gentleman who was a gym owner mm-hmm. in. He is, he's training out of two different locations, doesn't own the facility actually, but his whole thing is, you know, I've had this physical fitness business for, I don't remember, 10 years, nine years, something like that. That's been a difficult path. Let me just go take this online. And then I've got, you know, unlimited availability, uh, you know, for clientele, I can work national nationwide around the world, all of this type of stuff. Well, that is not the same job. I mean, first of all, if you can't market to get people in your business, you're not going to be able to market successfully online and compete against that arena. So you better damn well be an incredible internet marketer before you think about going and creating Mm -hmm. a hybrid or online business. 
Well, I think, um, and I did have another call with it. I don't know if it was the same guy. No, it was, it was the opposite. The guy was online going into being, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And he's like, I, I have a gym. He went online hard and heavy. He started shrinking his gym down and he's coming back. He's like, that ain't, that's harder than it looks Absolutely. over there online. He's starting to come back and refocus on his gym again because he was good here. But, you know, with the pandemic and everything, mm-hmm. he went online just like a lot of coaches yeah. did. And so the question came up the other day. It's like, well, why can't you have both, right? You could have both. You could have a physical brick and mortar location and have an online coaching program. But they're two different companies, honestly. They're two different business and like deliverables. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to, right? The, the, The client that's walking into the gym every day to see a trainer is not the same that's, you know, buying an online program and going to the gym and training themselves. It's just not, yeah. And so... You know, it's hard enough in this industry, niching enough or getting to understand your avatar client to where you can, you know, communicate with them, market to them, attract that population into your gym. These guys are thinking of, of like, in our opinion, that's a beautiful thing, right? Like, that's a goal is to be able to execute, you know, and deliver upon who you want to bring into your gym when Mm -hmm. you need to. But we've talked about it in the past, right? That's the neurosurgeon. That's the, that's knowing your craft and being really good at that. Yes. The idea of switching online, I think it's, you know, kind of like that grandiose, oh, there's no restriction. Now I can train anybody and everybody. And it's like this multiplier in in a way, in their opinion. But yet, then you got Mrs. Johnson, 85, coming over for your program. You've got, you know, young athletes. You've got men. You've got women. Well, I think you could could niche in the online space. I train busy busy dads. I I train executive or or moms that just had babies. I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Big time. And on paper, golly, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. You've got software cost is overhead, maybe a VA, maybe a, a coach or two under you, and the margins are gigantic, right? Yeah. We, we talked to Sean, Sean Hanquist, yep. the other, you know, a couple episodes back, he was here. He works with a lot of those online fitness yep. coaches. The margins are extreme. Yeah. And on paper, it looks great. And if that's you, then awesome, go do that. But find that's going to be a pretty difficult job that's that you're an internet marketer mm-hmm. at that point so Exa- yeah. yeah exactly so content is king on that play and it's like yeah it, it, it's a wholly totally different world right yeah. we're talking to gym owners and we're telling you right now you've you're at risk of a younger generation deciding to go online and do something there content whatever this is with this particular coach i'm going to focus on content mm-hmm. but it's it's wide open right so now so okay so if we know that's the case um, what do we do about it, right? What yeah. do we do as gym owners? How do we keep our cl- our coaches here? Now, I've got I got a, two pretty young coaches out there. Yeah, um, they're they're both in school, getting their master's degree. Um, you know, we're working them into a game plan to where they're going to stick it out long term. I know. Granted, now one of the coaches wants to work with professional sports, right? Like nice. professional yeah, athlete. That's that's like the status quo. You yeah. come out of. Uh, um, what is it? Exos. You come out of Exos mm-hmm. as their internship, and you're oh, you're going to go work for the. Uh, college yeah. athletics you <laughs> yeah. know ucla bruins you know, i'm gonna work at the football department it, it's it's funny and then when they get over there it's not all it's cracked up to be and then they come back so that we've had that happen twice yeah. uh but we, we're showing them a path we're giving them a little bit more responsibility we we're really putting our arms around the team this year and late last year and just kind of developing them to be it's a career opportunity yes you know yes. and that's a big difference and in 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 Contrast to what we're saying right now, or you know what we've been experiencing with the conversation that we led uh, that led into that. The 
I guarantee, and well, what do we know to be true? What's the average trainers in and out of the entire industry in one year? One year. One year. That in, uh, that's not even, that's not in a job. That's stepping into the industry and out of it in one year. So if it's like, painful. and if that's becoming the norm, like you said, what do we do to, to mitigate that stuff? And I think that's where team development, a path for, you know, career. And, and maybe this is the time that, that fitness steps to the plate and starts you know, looking like other organizations and industries. Maybe it is more of a, a career style where you've got retirement opportunities, you've got insurance benefits, you've got, you know, all of these other things that a lot of fitness businesses that just, you know, show up, train, get your cash and go, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe that's how we start to combat some of that. Well, I'll throw a couple of things out. on the table that we offer here um, to kind of yeah, you know. So, so one of the things uh, that I feel like we do really, really well, and, you know, against like say going and working at the big box as a trainer. Right? Yeah. Let's just think about let's just apples and oranges, right? Let's just compare the two. You know, here if uh, they're they're a clock in clock out type of person, so even if they're not training client, they're getting paid. Yep. Okay. They don't have to do any sales. Yep. We, we handle the sales. They don't have to do any programming. Okay. Right off the all the hard grindy stuff is off their plate now. Yeah. I would argue that some love to program and we may leverage some of that, but we kind of have that figured out here. Yeah, We give paydays off. So we give every uh, full-time employee five paydays off plus the holidays. They get paid for those days. Now you can't do that over at the big box place. You're just, you're either there or you're not, right? Um, they have personal days, which is kind of a state law, but you, you, you accumulate hours over time to be, to take, you know, personal days, uh, sick days, they're all built in. Uh, they have insurance, health insurance mm-hmm. opportunities, um, educational uh, stipend. So yeah. if they, they have to come to the table and we have to discuss it, but yeah, we'll pay for a new certification or something like Continued that. Continued education. Yeah. And so, and of course we, we have a great work environment, all this other stuff. Um, you're not going to get that at, well, how do you know if you would get that like in an orange theory? I don't know. I don't yeah, think I don't you know. get paydays off. I don't think you get sick days. I don't think you get holiday pay. I don't think you get insurance. Maybe you do, but I haven't looked at it. I just sure. know that that's what we offer here. Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a more stable job. There's yeah. no up and down, uh, summer, winter kind of pay. It's like, you get this, this is your year. Yeah. Which is, which, you know, for a career style, yeah, you know, that's, that's perfect. It's yeah. It's stability. It's security. It's. Yeah, that's huge. The question there is, you know, how much of the hiring population right now or those that were coming into those facilities, are they, is that the things that they're valuing? That's where I guess we're not, I, I'm tr- here, you got a great team. And I think that, we, you know, you've found people that do align with those types of things. Mm-hmm. But for the, you know, the masses or anyone else are out there trying to hire. It's it's sad, right? Do you need a nap room for, for employees? <laughs> you need a meditation room? It reminds room? me of that, the, it was at the interns or whatever with, I just I just saw that clip the other day with guys in the sleep pod. They have their conversation. He's like, "Hey, this isn't a chatting pod." Well, <laughs> right. Elon Musk took over Twitter and fired all these people because they just weren't working. Right? Yeah, isn't that hilarious? Like, yeah, and they're upset because they weren't performing. Well, you know, I I saw a Twitter video of a, of a Twitter employee go through their day, and it was literally. It made me sick to my stomach. I think I know the one you're talking about. Went to the you know the cafeteria and the the, the yeah, meditation played, pods played some and ping all this. Pong yeah, or something like kind of unwind a little. Went bit. Went upstairs to the ripped off bar and had a cocktail because yeah. you know she needed inspiration and creativity. Um, Great, I love it. That's what seven o'clock at night's for, so you can show up for work the next day prepared and ready to do the job. You it know, just ain't happening. So we're just different worlds. So yeah. there's a new kid on the block. That's the name yep, of this episode. Yep. 
you have to realize you can't get blindsided. It's we're telling you right now, this is what you got to look at and, you know, go do some research on what drives this new generation Z millennial, whatever. And, uh, and do, don't get blindsided because it will hit you and you'll be, and you won't understand what, what are you talking about? Right. Mm -hmm. What what does this even mean? But we're trying to give you guys a heads up on that now. Hopefully that helps. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, it's, I'm an old man, you know, like, I don't get it, but you know, whatever hard work, you get this, you take risk, you get that. I, I just, I understand that, but, yeah. but having like naps and stuff in the middle, they don't get it. So anyways, <laughs> hopefully that helps you guys uh, until next episode, keep changing lives. See you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the built to grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, business talk with fitness professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.